0: Welcome back to the Youth Bible of One Year, day 243. Today we're talking about fixing our eyes on the invisible. And God is invisible. We can't see him, but we know that he's there. It's like the wind. We can't see the wind, but we can feel the effects of it. So where do we need to look to find the unseen things, the invisible things? Maybe our thoughts and feelings and what's in our hearts. Well, let's find out what the Bible has to say about fixing our eyes on the invisible things today.
1: Do you ever get discouraged? Are you ever tempted to lose heart? If you are, you are not alone. Paul was almost certainly tempted himself to lose heart and he wrote to other Christians who were also tempted to do so. Yet Paul wrote, we do not lose heart. We do not throw up our hands and walk off the job. Why not? Paul explains it is because in Jesus we have received a treasure. The treasure is the message of Jesus. It's because the message that Paul has to proclaim is so amazing that he starts and ends by saying, Therefore, we do not lose heart. Yet, the treasure is inward and unseen. Paul describes it as being in jars of clay. Our culture emphasizes the outward and the seen. The media is dominated by physical beauty and outward success. The Bible stresses the importance of the inward and unseen, the beliefs, thoughts and attitudes that determine our outward behaviour. For what is seen is temporary, but what is unseen is eternal. The invisible is eternal. From Psalm 104
0: I will sing to the Lord all my life. I will sing praise to my God as long as I live. May my meditation be pleasing to him as I rejoice in the Lord. Inward and Unseen Thoughts If you know how to
1: worry, you know how to meditate. All you need to do is change what you think about and you'll be practising Christian meditation. Meditation means what you think about, what you allow your mind to dwell on. Your actions and your words are vital. But it's not just your actions and words that can please the Lord or not. It's your inward and unseen meditation as well. The psalmist praises God for the entire created universe. He says, I will sing to the Lord all my life. Then he prays, may my meditation be pleasing to him. What does this mean practically? The Apostle Paul has some good advice. Whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. Lord, may my actions, words and thoughts be pleasing to you today.
0: New Testament from 2 Corinthians 4 Therefore, since through God's mercy we have this ministry, we do not lose heart. Rather, we have renounced secret and shameful ways. We do not use deception, nor do we distort the word of God. On the contrary, By setting forth the truth plainly, we commend ourselves to everyone's conscience in the sight of God. And even if our gospel is veiled, it is veiled to those who are perishing. The God of this age has blinded the minds of unbelievers so that they cannot see the light of the gospel that displays the glory of Christ, who is the image of God. For what we preach is not ourselves, but Jesus Christ as Lord, and ourselves as servants for Jesus' sake. For God who said, let light shine out of darkness, made his light shine in our hearts to give us the light of the knowledge of God's glory, displayed in the face of Christ. But we have this treasure in jars of clay to show that this all-surpassing power is from God and not from us. We are hard-pressed on every side, but not crushed, perplexed, but not in despair, persecuted, but not abandoned, struck down, but not destroyed we always carry around in our body the death of Jesus, so that the life of Jesus may also be revealed in our body. It is written, I believed, therefore I have spoken. Since we have that same spirit of faith, we also believe and therefore speak. Because we know that the one who raised the Lord Jesus from the dead will also raise us with Jesus and present us with you to himself. Therefore, we do not lose heart. Though outwardly we are wasting away, yet inwardly we are being renewed day by day. For our light and momentary troubles are achieving for us an eternal glory that far outweighs them all. So we fix our eyes, not on what is seen, but on what is unseen. Since what is seen is temporary, but what is unseen is eternal. Inward and Unseen Treasure
1: You have the most powerful message in the world. Faith in Jesus is utterly transformational, both now and into eternity. We know that the one who raised the Lord Jesus from the dead will also raise us with Jesus and present us with you in his presence. You will live forever. This life is not the end, for what is seen is temporary, but what is unseen is eternal. The things we can't see now will last forever secularization has led to the world and now even the church forgetting about eternity. We focus on and value the things we can see and handle. Eternity is a vital part of the message. In proclaiming the message about Jesus, there are four things to which we must say no. First, no secrecy. We've renounced secret ways. We refuse to wear masks. There needs to be Openness in everything we do. We keep everything we do and say out in the open, the whole truth on display. Second, no shame. We've renounced shameful ways. We should not do anything that, if discovered, we might be ashamed about. Third, no deception. We do not use deception. We don't maneuver and manipulate behind the scenes. Fourth, no distortion. Nor do we distort the Word of God. We don't twist God's Word to suit ourselves. We mustn't change the message to make it more acceptable. On the contrary, Paul writes that he sets forth the truth plainly. Because the gospel is unseen and inward, not everyone sees it. It's veiled to those who are perishing. The God of this age has blinded the minds of unbelievers so that they cannot see the light of the gospel of the glory of Christ, who is the image of God. I was like that. I heard the message, but I simply could not make head or tail of it. It's only when God shines his light into our hearts that we can see the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Christ. The message is all about Jesus. Christ, who gives us the best picture of God we'll ever get. Remember, our message is not about ourselves. We're proclaiming Jesus Christ, the master. We're all vulnerable, fragile, jars of clay. Inside is the treasure, which is inward and unseen. Do not be surprised if sometimes Christian leaders fall. We, the messengers, are weak and fragile. If you've received your faith from someone who's now lost theirs or was messed up in some way, understand that the message came to you in a jar of clay. It's not the jar that matters, but the message. The treasure is the message of Jesus. It is given by the mercy of God. God has deliberately put the treasure in jars of clay, We carry this precious message around in the unadorned clay pots of our ordinary lives. That's to prevent anyone from confusing God's incomparable power with us. Although the jars are wasting away and on the outside it often looks like things are falling apart on us, on the inside, where God is making new life, not a day goes by without his unfolding grace. You may be hard-pressed by financial and other pressures and perplexed by things that happen to you. You may be criticised and persecuted and at times struck down. But our light and momentary troubles are achieving for us an eternal glory that far outweighs them all. These hard times are small potatoes compared to the coming good times, the lavish celebration prepared for us. So Paul writes, we fix our eyes not on what is seen, but on what is unseen. For what is seen is temporary, but what is unseen is eternal. As Cardinal Raniero Cantillamesa writes, a new standard of measurement has been introduced that makes crosses and trials seem light and momentary. Eternity. Lord, thank you that you have given us eternal life in Jesus. Help me to fix my eyes not on what is seen, but on what is unseen.
0: Old Testament, from Micah 1-4 to Woe to those who plan iniquity, to those who plot evil on their beds. At morning's light they carry it out, because it is in their power to do it. They covet fields and seize them, and houses and take them. They defraud people of their homes, they rob them of their inheritance. Listen, you leaders of Jacob, you rulers of Israel, should you not embrace justice, you who hate good and love evil? Then they will cry out to the Lord, but he will not answer them. At that time, he will hide his face from them, because of the evil they have done. But as for me, I am filled with power, with the Spirit of the Lord, and with justice and might. But they do not know the thoughts of the Lord, they do not understand. His plan. Inward and
1: unseen power. You can be greatly used by God. What the prophet Micah says can be true for us all. As for me, I'm filled with power, with the Spirit of the Lord and with justice and might. Power comes from the inward and unseen work of the Holy Spirit. Micah spoke with great power. He championed the cause of the underprivileged. As in the case of Jonah, Micah's warnings were heeded and disaster was avoided. Micah spoke out against injustice and greed. Like most sin, it starts with inward and unseen plans. Woe to those who plan iniquity, to those who plot evil on their beds. They sow thoughts and reap actions. They covet fields and grab them, find homes and take them. They bully the neighbor and his family, see people only for what they can get out of them. This is an extraordinarily accurate description of what we would now describe as land grabbing. Micah's words are particularly aimed at the leaders. Should you not know justice, you who hate good and love evil, he accuses them of treating the people like animals. He warns them that if they treat the poor unjustly, God will not hear their prayers. Money seems to have been at the root of the injustice, as so often it is greed that leads to injustice. Judges Sell verdicts to the highest bidder. Priests mass market their teaching. Prophets preach for high fees, all the while posturing and pretending dependence on God. One day God will put things right. God will judge between many peoples and will settle disputes. There will be peace. Nation will not take up sword against nation, nor will they train for war any more. There will also be justice. There will be a fair dispersal of land. Everyone will sit under their own vine and under their own fig tree. Ultimately, what matters is the inward and unseen thoughts of God. They do not know the thoughts of the Lord. They do not understand His plan. Lord, thank you that one day you will right all wrongs and bring everlasting peace. In the meantime, Filled with the spirit of the Lord, help me to fix my eyes on you. Pepper adds in two Corinthians chapter four, verse seven, it says, "We have this treasure in jars of clay. I'm very conscious of being a jar of clay, and my particular jar is getting rather old, chipped, and cracked. I may be flawed, but God's all-surpassing power still lives in
0: me. Let's pray. Lord, thank you that I get to fix my eyes on you. I pray now that you would reveal what's in my heart. Bring it up to the surface. Make the invisible visible. Lord, I ask that my thoughts and my actions and my words would be pleasing to you today. That anything that is impure inside my heart, you would make clean. Cleanse my heart today, by your Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, Amen.